we're here with the Black Light Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? We're uh, New Year, New Us. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, AD made it down to 185. I he is lost like so much weight. Toothpick. Yeah. He is slim as all get out. You could pick your teeth with me. <laughs> if that's what you wanted, you could, you could, not even with my toes, my whole foot, you could just stick it in your mouth and pick your tooth, you know, get all that uh, New Year's Eve food New out. New Year's of, Eve candy cravat. What is normal to eat for New Year's? What is it? Uh, is there the a normal thing, thing to, to eat is alcohol. Yeah. they yeah. A lot of alcohol consumption. I did not. I, I had cookies. You didn't have a single alcohol? No, I baked cookies. Actually, I never I never had a single alcohol on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I I, I literally made cookies from scratch al- wow. alone. <laughs> that makes it sound way sadder. No, it, I mean once I had the cookies, it was a lot happier. I think I watched uh I think I watched uh Thor, uh Ragnarok. Uh, just because it was By on yourself? Netflix. Well yeah, my my dog was here. You know, I just didn't feel like going out. Uh, I had, you know, there were a couple parties. My friend was inviting me to a party. There's a big swing dance. Uh, I really love swing dancing, for those of you who don't know. And so, yeah, there was a lot of stuff to do. I just, it was just one of those nights where I, you know, when you feel like just, well, I guess you're married. You can never just be alone. That's true. But I sometimes, you know, I just feel like not doing anything, so I didn't do anything. And it was nice. That sounds nice. It was actually perfect. That's exactly what I needed. You bake some cookies, watch Thor. What time did you go to bed at? I don't know, one, two. Oh, it was after midnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said Happy New Year to Kaylee right as uh, Thor and uh, and the Hulk were about to fight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned over to my dog and was like, Happy New Year, bro. And he was like, uh, and that was it. I had a cookie. Uh, or five. I ate a lot of cookies because I weighed in, and that was when my challenge stopped. Okay. Yeah, and so that's why I was like, I'm gonna eat cookies at the end of this because I hadn't eaten all day because oh, I was wow. trying to get yeah get down for the for the weigh in, uh, yeah, and so um, I was like, I'm just gonna so actually I had cookies and like a meal of just like some more of that smoked chicken I think oh that smoked chicken was so good gosh bro I got my smoke up and running now. Yeah, so pretty, actually, Hillary bought a whole chicken and some buttermilk so we can do. Why is she trying? To, why is she trying to be like me, bro? She's trying to be like you because she wants. She wants to make her chicken as good as your chicken was. Her chicken was so good. Listen, I, I normally I'd be like, you know what? Thanks, whatever. That was the best chicken I've ever made. In my it was life. amazing. And look, right. Everyone out there, AD made a smoked chicken for Christmas dinner or Christmas lunch, and it was incredible. Yeah, dude, it was it was so good. Anyway, uh, enough about that. I, I, well, whenever you guys smoke that chicken, let me know. I can give you the recipe for. Well, we, uh, well, we may, maybe you should come by and hang. And wait, you want me to smoke the chicken? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. you can hang, and you can, and we can have a couple beers. We can chat, and we can uh, play some code names. I do love that game. And so I, I also have a, a rack of ribs we could smoke as well too. All right. Well, anytime, just invite me, and I'll come. All right. We're doing tacos on Friday, so... It's tomorrow. Or it's Friday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday? Wait. It is Thursday. Dang it, we're photographers. What what day is it? Oh, gosh. All right, I have a thing. I have a thing I want to... I have a thing I want to get off my chest. Get it off your chest. Talk to me. me. Okay. And it's not... It's not... It's not that I'm always like, hey, black versus white... Why Why do people do this? Why do people do that? But there's a thing that I'm like, like, all right, there's a there's a definite delineation or distinction between the two different parties involved. 
and it's uh, it's not what you think it is when I say it. Okay, it's not okay. It's the way that we watch movies, or or white people watch movies versus black people. Watch. You know, <laughs> there's a there's a difference. Okay, right, and you're gonna think, oh yeah, because I think there's a stigma out there. Oh, that black people they talk during movies. Listen, I for one hate talking during movies. That's like, a thing. That's a stigma. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's it's a thing. Okay. It's a stereotype. It doesn't. It, if you weren't black, would you know the stereotype? Yeah, I think it's from other. You just hear jokes about oh, it. Okay, so it's like, a racist thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, it. But it is okay. also true to a certain extent. <laughs> like, but it's not true only to black people. But right. you know what I mean. Yeah. So like, like for example, one day I, I was talking to my sister on the phone. And we've been talking for like 10 minutes. I was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. We're just talking. And I said something. I was like, hey, can you show me this thing? And she's like, no, I can't. I'm in the theater. I was like, what? I was like wait, what? She, I was like, get off the phone. She's like, no, no, it's a black theater. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> she, she's like, everybody's on their phone. I was like, what? That's not a thing. Okay, but so apparently for for her it's a it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a thing, um, and so this is my thing though is how we experience movies. Okay, so I'm very like I went through a phase in college where I was super serious about watching very old, very like uh, very classic films. Yeah. Like I was watching through the Criterion Collection, okay. you know, like like. I I could quote Akira Kurosawa movies like you know that was like my thing for a very long time. I thought I was going to go into film because of this like this like deep like love for for old old films or just poignant films or whatever. Um and so I was very much like do not talk during the movie. Like if like I would have people over, we would sit down and I I wouldn't even have popcorn. We would not talk we turn the movie on and then we would discuss the movie afterwards. You know, that was like awesome. yeah, it was great. I I loved it back then. Um, but so so I'm a member of the film society here, and every time I go to the film society, it's like, hey, they'll say, hey, please no discussions. You know, during the movie, refrain from discussions. But everyone in the film society, especially, they are very quiet. You know, like, eh, this is mostly white people, you know, or whatever. But it's very quiet. It's very much like you are observing and taking in the film, which I'm not knocking this. But what I am knocking is the extent in which we experience movies, right? And so this is the thing that I want to pull from black society where I'm like, I like this. Okay, it was when I went to go see Black Panther. I want to go see Black Panther. Did I go see it with you? Mm -hmm. All right. I also went to go see it with at a theater with black people, right? It's an extremely different experience. Um, sorry about my dog. He's <laughs> Kayla's like <laughs> he like he wants to talk. He's, he's like, why are you not petting me? Uh, yeah. So he's like, Kayla, go to your bed, bro. Come on, go, go, go to your bed. Don't just look at me. Just go. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> he, <was> silly dog. <laughs> he like walks over to it then he finds a squeaky toy <laughs> he's like alright um, it's a black panther in a black theater right okay 
is the now I'm not saying there were discussions. There weren't a lot of discussions during Black Panther, but there was a lot of cheering and oohs and ahs and like reactions to the movie. Where I feel like in a in a white theater, it's like you can react to the thing quietly. Mm-hmm. You can laugh, but don't laugh too much. Don't laugh too long. You can cry, but don't cry too loud. You know what I mean? Like you can you can emote, but it's very much like I am emoting to the thing right now. And then, you know, and I, obviously I'm taking this a little further than it is, but I, I noticed it in Black Panther. I was like, okay, everyone's cheering up out, out of their seat. And maybe it's just part of, you know, the, you know, how black people operate or whatever. I don't know, but I'm not one to think this is how black people operate. Mm-hmm. The only time I've seen it in a white theater was when I went to like the opening of Star Wars. And so everyone who's a super fan of Star Wars they were like laughing and oohs and ahs and oh, ha, yeah. you know, like it's the, it's the, the people are all in already. The super fans, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, what are we missing here? Like, what, what I want to be able to go to a theater and not feel so constricted. That's almost why I love watching movies at my house, you know, in my in my room because I mean, I mean not not in my room, but like right in front of yeah. the big screen and in, in in the basement here because I can like really. I can just say whatever I want. And even if people are here, I don't mind during a movie being like, um, I don't know, like reacting and saying something. No, don't go in there. Right, right, yeah. right. That's the normal, yeah. like, yeah, don't go in there. Or like, oh man, this seems so foolish. Or, oh, this is crazy. Like that to me is just a reaction to the movie, which I think is okay. Sure. But it's so, I feel like we've talked about, I mean, we wanted to be quiet during movies for so long that, now there's like no even you know. Do you? Here's my question: Do you ever feel bridled at a movie when you're watching a movie? Does that even come up? Do you ever want to emote more than you can, or are you just like, <laughs> yeah, I- I'm watching movie, movie play, and I will observe like a. I mean, I did not grow up in a culture where in culture not like I say that very loosely. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a family or whatever culture that where it's just like you just. Get rowdy at a theater, and it's like you're all in. But I feel like there are times when I've. But seen I you. didn't either. Yeah. Anyway, continues. Yeah, but I feel like I also was never around people that did that either. Right. And so, it's not in your. It's not part of you to want to get rowdy, at a theater. Or just in general, you're just like, I don't want to get rowdy. What are you talking about, rowdy? That's what you want to do. It's well, not that I, I mean, want to get rowdy. I just want to like experience. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I I resonate with that. I do think like when we saw Black Panther, I was like. This is awesome, and I remember feeling like it's kind of a bummer how people aren't aren't into this as much as they they could be, or maybe they were, but they just experience it very. Yeah. Di- it's like I am watching the movies. Experiences are very internal right now, whereas at the black theater, people were like standing up and like cheering and like getting. And I was like, man, this is this is awesome, you know? Like it's. I mean, like that's like that to me seems more. I would like that more at a theater. Sure. Than, because you think about like a black church, right? And you think about how they, you know, right? And and so maybe it's this expression of, it's a similar expression of of, of a shared experience. It might be s- similar, like we're experiencing the same thing, but the expression of it is different. And but why? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like why is it so that? I, okay, the reason I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, which really, I'm talking a lot, and it's just the way it goes in this podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like coffee, man. That's what I haven't had coffee in like, oh, in like yeah, weeks. Nice. Um, this is with swing dancing. 
uh, with Lindy Hop. So I'm like, I love to dance. I love it. Like it's, it's a big part of, of who I am. And, and so, uh, I was, I was dancing and this girl from out of town had come in and she was African American and she, she had pulled me aside and she's like, Hey, as an African American, what do you think about representation in the swing dance community? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, why? You know, in my mind, I was like, why is she act asking me this? Like, this is very, like... So it's politically a, charged. Yeah, it's extremely political. I felt like yeah. I was like, like, it was like an old-timey, like, political, like, like, hey, guys, what do you think about uh, light pollution, eh? And I was like, well, I don't like pollution. She's like, well, vote for me, and I'll kiss your baby, you know, or something. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, in my mind, I was like, why are you trying to ask me this, like, very pointed question? You don't know me. Like, yeah. you don't, you know, and I know she wanted, I didn't know her, but I went further in research, and she was like, that's, like, her stance. Like, she's planted a flag. And I was like, she's just using, trying to find, like, you know, fodder or tinder for the fire. You know, she mm -hmm. doesn't really know care what I think about things. She just wants me to say something What's she can use. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or she wants me to like stand with her or say, you know, like I've been talking to black people in the scene. Anyway, so the the swing dance scene, real quick, was what was started as uh, in the African American community, and you know, and for years in the twenties, thirties, uh, maybe even to the forties. It was still sort of this underground thing, like it was next to dance, um, it, you know. Like so, there was like high society dancing, like let's say like Viennese waltz, and mm -hmm. you know, and people are doing that. But in the streets, like underground, they're doing Lindy Hop, and you can kind of see it in some movies from back in the day. You know, it's kind of known as this like really. It's not like yeah, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers or whatever, which is like, they, they danced, but it was very poised and proper. Right. Wendy Hop is this very like, oh, it's like earthy. Like jazz. Yeah, it's a response to jazz music. Um, and so uh, there's a spirit, there's a certain spirit of the dance that uh, you can see is rooted in that. But now, for a long time, the, the, one of the main ambassadors of Lindy Hop, his name's Frankie Manning, he stopped, uh, he stopped dancing uh, just because it kind of died out. And he was a mailman. And then in the 80s, uh, a group, um, I think a couple of, some people from California and some people from Finland, I can't remember exactly where from, um, they were like, they saw these old videos. They're kind of like historians. They were, in a way, they saw these old videos and they're like, wait a minute, we want to learn this amazing dance. Like America's dance is swing dance. That's like one of the one dances one of the few dances that was birthed in America. It is our dance. Like salsa is from, you know, a Latin country. I'm not sure where exactly, but like, you know, waltz <laughs> yeah. would be Viennese, that yeah. kind of thing. But we are, um, swing, swing is our thing. Right. Um, and so, uh, they went and they found Frankie Manning, which is the, they, and he's still alive. He was a mailman and they were like, Hey man, uh, can you teach us this? And he was like, oh yeah, he's really cool. I met him. He taught me to dance actually, wow. you know, and he'd see talks like, Hey Jim, how you doing slim? Like that, like he talks like that. <laughs> he's died now, but that's what he was, you know, that's when I saw him. But what, what was interesting, I've been dancing for maybe a couple of years. And by the time I met him, I had no idea that he was black. I didn't know that swing dancing was, a, was created by black people. Mm. I just thought, it's just this silly nerd because mostly nerds dance now. Like let's you know, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I did a few just being classes in college. Yeah, and outings and yeah, you know, it's a nerd thing. Yeah. It's you know, it's a it's a historical thing, but it's a nerd thing. But so I had no idea. Everyone I knew that danced was pretty much white. 
Um, and so I was like, what's the big deal? And then I met Frankie Manning. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I, but whatever. I didn't really care about it. I was just like, that's fine. That's cool. I liked him. He's awesome. You know. Um, and then, uh, but if it wasn't for the people like banding together and going to find him, the dance would still be dead. Like this, that's what kind of started the Lindy Hop swing revolution wow. back where, you know, I don't know if you remember like the Gap commercials and stuff where kids were like kicking and stuff. Like, you know, yeah. that all spurred on from them going back and finding this guy and being like, hey, we want to learn what you guys were doing back then. Maybe this was like, like late 80s, 90s, you know. And then so they started doing this thing swing dancing and then it just sort of like spread like wildfire in the subculture of the world like you know and so that's why i dance now and so i i don't i don't credit like oh black or white you know the dance wouldn't wouldn't have been created if it wasn't for african-american communities but at the same time the dance wouldn't be i wouldn't have known about the dance if it wasn't for the white communities being like we want to learn it Hmm. anyway i say all that to say this is that the girl when she was <laughs> when she was asking me the question, you know, when she was like, "Hey, dude, uh, what do you think about res- representation?" She what she's really asking me is, you know, because I did clarify is, do you think the spirit of the dance is dying because we don't have because black people aren't dancing as much? And I was like, and I was like. Uh, no, I don't think that, but I understand what she's saying. Right. And that's where it ties into like the spirited expression. Cause dance is this expression of, of music, the spirited, like visual representation of expression in, in culture. And so for, on one hand in, let's say in church and in dance and in, uh, uh, music or, you know, or, uh, and, in, in, in how we watch film is, you know, like you can see sort of a, a little more of an outward expression of this. And then on the other side, there's like, you know, on the, that's on the black side, but on the white side, and I'm being very general, right? I'm not like, I don't think, I don't like to draw lines like this. I think everyone can be anything, but I wonder, but she, it did make me wonder about what does it mean to have, uh, to have spirit? Cause I, I know that when the white person dances or, you know, the normal, you know, they are, they are very good. They're, they're very, they can be very spirited. They can, you know, and it's not, it doesn't have to be that the black person does it. But then I think about the movies, I'm like, dang, man, I don't know. Like, it is a true thing that I sit there and I'm like, I don't feel like we're expressing it the same way. But maybe I want to talk to a white person and be like, hey, man, when you're watching Captain America or whatever, do you, what are you feeling? Are you just feeling well, like, anyway, that's a com- lot. The common uh, denominators so. of your equation is that the people that are most spirited are basically African-Americans and nerds. Because the nerds are the ones that like the Star Wars. The ones <laughs> that get excited on opening night who like to rally around it all. And they have the... That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the African-American nerd, and nerds are the... Uh, the spirit, the spirit. They're, the clo- they're the common denominator. They're the, they're common the, denominator. They're the closest in the world. That's no, what's going to stop racism. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> African-Americans and nerds know how close... Uh, anyway. <laughs> they both know what it's like to be on the outside. <laughs> we can keep going with this. But, um, I, I mean, I don't think... I, I don't know if any white people think that. Like, they watch Captain America and be like, man, that's amazing. Mostly because... You don't think they think it's amazing? What do you mean? I mean, I don't think they think, like, that level of identity... Because I think white people are everywhere, so just so used to being the heroes. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. So they don't even... It, it, okay, they, they don't they, identify as... There's something about uh, Captain, or, or, or Black Panther I think there's something about like... Well, maybe not Black Panther even. Yeah. I think maybe something about black culture that identifies with... Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess maybe not identifies, but more so just like can... There is the the ah uh, man how do I describe it it's like the maybe the the exclamation or the uh, or the more energy or more like the spiritedness so to speak is more necessary to their existence over time it has been than it has been for white people I think for for maybe for people to survive over the years has been like it's necessary to actually have to stand out actually have to have more. And this is just me, like spitballing. Me. I don't. I don't. This is just. I'm not saying this is true or not. I'm just saying that this maybe. Wait, you're saying these are your thoughts? These are just thoughts. I okay. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying, joking. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Continue I, with your I thoughts. Just, I mean, I guess, like, I feel like for in general, white people never really had to had to ever uh, stand up for <laughs> for most things in this country. Yeah, but what? What's the purpose of the exclamation? I think the Versus, purpose of the exclamation you know, is just is just I don't know. Okay, hmm. like is it just a celebration uh, of life? You know, like let's say okay, because I have to think I'm not I'm not African American in the sense that like I don't have this like inherent like uh, like oh I am oppressed so therefore I must really choose I must really find my moments of joy and and like really fill my life yeah, in those moments fair. of joy you know and so so that's like the first thought like oh it's because you know like it's because I you know like my life is horrible and so I've got to like really I got to find the little things and just have really great you know and I'm like no 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 I didn't I don't have that like inherent maybe it, it also is because like you said earlier, I grew. I might have grown up in a situation where it was allowed. Like I saw people like me cheering, and so I thought, "Oh, it is okay to cheer." That's, like, what, that's more yeah. things like, but I, I don't know where that originally started. Right. But I feel like that's more things like it seems to be like it's okay, and black churches and black movie theaters apparently to like to be gung ho about everything that's that's going on from the front, and I feel like in most mainstream slash white theaters that's or even white churches that's definitely not the case it's more uh or if you do like if you look at like the pentecostal church if they have like white people who are like getting slain in the spirit or exclaiming or up there like moving around or shaking bake it's people are like that person's crazy yeah it's, a, it's, it's looked at as very odd i mean but if you take those same people that think that white person is at the Pentecostal church is dancing around is crazy. Put that person in a black church and be like, oh, yeah, they're like, this is this is normal. It's a black church. That's like they expect it. Right, right, right. And that's where I think is maybe there's this element of like, hey, this is okay. This is allowed. And in white white churches or white culture in general, it's like, yeah, this is not allowed. You're not allowed to yeah, yeah. show your feelings or emotions. Yeah. Not that. Okay. Maybe 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 I'm being too general. In what spaces would would you say a white person shows their feelings? Sports. Oh, sports. Yeah, but I would say sports is more male uh, oriented, right? No, I, I've been saying. I, I mean, sports it, I think is definitely male, more male oriented. I mean, obviously there are women who like sports, but if you look, if you go to, if you look at the biggest amount of sports fans, it's overwhelmingly male. Of like, right, right. Be the people are like, but I feel like sports is an outlet for men to like yell the screen, share emotions, be angry, like have all these emotions, and let them all out because like it's direct, but it's like directed. It's like manly way it's like yeah it's sports it's it's dudes hitting each other with the with their bodies and smash each other and yeah. like that's and I, like it's okay to feel 
excited about that. Yeah, it, 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 that's very interesting. You know, but I would say it's it's also equal for you know black people and white people in sure. this instance. Yeah, in, in sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there an instance where uh, it's it's uh, white people are like exclusively? Hey, yeah, exclusively NASCAR, more maybe. Well, that's, they okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's just. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. I, I, I assume just because I've never been in NASCAR. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's the, the sample size isn't. I don't know what the sample size. NASCAR is, is the most popular sport in America. What? NASCAR is the most watched sport in America. Really? Yes. Are these facts, or are it's you just saying I your mean, thoughts we can, we can literally Google it right I don't now. think we need to Google anything. I think I'm just going to listen. Gonna... These are facts. <laughs> listen out there. NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR is the most watched sport in America. <laughs> that's uh, it's probably true. I don't know. I think it is true. More than football? Yeah. Gosh, I feel like, well, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, is NASCAR a sport? I mean. Let's. I take that back. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get so much hate. <laughs> what? I was listening to these guys, and then they questioned NASCAR, and that was just it for me. <laughs> I had to turn I think it the off. Demographic yeah. of, of the watches NASCAR typically is listening to a podcast by a black guy and a Mexican guy. Well, you know, no, we're a fairly we're a fairly uh, progressive podcast, and you know, and listen, NASCAR is the most watched sport in America, so you don't know who's listening. That's out. so true. You know, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't put anyone in a box. Everyone, you know. Everyone can, yeah. So, so they get out there. Everyone gets out their their exclamation. They're somewhere. Somewhere. You know, it's not like it's like where I get mine out. Mine out at. Um, If you need to, is it a thing? Do you feel like, oh, I really enjoy screaming and hollering? I mean. Yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoy it. Especially if it's like it's, if it's part of a community, I feel like it, it's fun. Right. Like especially if you're like playing a game and like you get into the game and it's just like smack talk and you're talking. And it's like a board game or something like that. And you're just like, yeah, and I, whatever smack talk. Yeah, you're not used to smack talk. <laughs> apparently, not used that to was... smack talk that I feel I want to share on, on the. On oh, the really? Top. It's that intense. <laughs> yeah, shake my hands. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how I went into that NASCAR voice a second ago. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was like second nature. It was like I'm going to use a NASCAR voice. I have to be a Southern white dude. That's where people watch NASCAR, I know, right? isn't I know. it? I said I was I was hanging out with someone the other day, and they're like, NASCAR is a Southern thing. I was like, is it? Like I didn't know. I don't. Are there more racetracks in the South? I I fought them on it because I was like, I don't know if that's true. I grew up in the South. I don't know much about NASCAR. I I grew up in Georgia. Is there a track in Georgia? I have no idea. Is there, you know, like, I really don't know. The only place I, I've, I know there's the Indianapolis 500, yeah. and there's a racetrack somewhere in Florida, I think. Daytona 500. That, that one. And then I also know there's some in California because I was out there, and there was a big line. We were all, like, we were trying to drive to Napa, and we were, excuse me, we were passing a racetrack, and it was just like, okay, there's a racetrack here. Um but that's all I know. So, you know, Indiana is not in the South. It's no. above the Mason-Dixon line. Above Mason-Dixon line. Florida is technically not a Southern state. Okay, technically it is. But Te- no. I mean, technically it is, but it's but more technically it's not. Yeah, most people don't consider geographically it is, but technically it's not. Yeah, yeah, Florida to be part of the South. You know, Alabama. 
Mississippi. Uh, try that again. We Mississippi. Say, <laughs> you, you sound like you should be wearing a seersucker suit or something. <laughs> you like have that like pompous draw. Like, <laughs> I'm from Mississippi. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like molasses. <laughs> Falling out of your mouth. <laughs> Did you just say molasses? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's exactly how you're supposed to. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's from the office when they're playing uh if you, do you watch the office i've seen it but i don't oh, remember they're, they're playing yeah. a board game that's set in uh in like the south oh. and they make these this accents and, and then andy corrects them and says well if it's a savannah accent it's like it's more like molasses <laughs> falling out of your mouth <laughs> and, and you're talking about uh yeah anyways no that's from, funny because yeah. you're from savannah yeah it's from savannah and the savannah accent is so bad do, do you have any Savannah accents you could show us? Listen, and I hate I I I grew up in Savannah. I grew up in Savannah, and my first job in in uh, in high school, uh, I was working at Kmart. I could tell you so many stories about Kmart, but whatever. I was working at Kmart, and uh, in walks this guy, and he's a big, big, huge black guy, and he's like. And I said, hey, man, how you doing? You know, I greeted him at the door. And literally, I kid you not, he was like, I was like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, like, what did you? I'm trying to be nice. So I'm trying to be real cordial to this guy, right? Uh, you know, because how many times are you going to tell, you're going to say, excuse me, what? What did you know? So I said, I said, uh, excuse me, sir. Sorry, what did she say? You know, and he said, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> and that, the second time it shocked me worse than the first time, so I couldn't be cordial because I thought he was joking with me. I was like, no, it's not possible. I'm really good at reading people, like, like hearing people's accents. My parents have an accent. So I'm really good at understanding what people are saying. And I was like, wait, what and like I said I was like what he said it a third time which is crazy to have in a conversation with a stranger for someone to have to repeat themselves three times you know and the third time he's like uh, I was like no dude and so I literally had to call another friend over another worker this guy's name was, his name was Andre and Andre he was just like He's just he's really southern, and so he he has more of the classic like, oh hey how you guys doing from 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 the south, you know that accent, and so he came over and I was like Andre, uh, I don't understand what this guy's saying. <laughs> you know I'm right in front of the guy like I felt so bad I was like hey man uh, I don't I can't help him can you can you help him and the guy he turned to Andre and he, Andre's like yeah uh, how may I help you sir and uh, the guy was like you know whatever he said and Andre's like oh yeah they're right over here and I was like what <laughs> oh man it was so bad It's it was so I was like I, I have never I still don't even know what I think I asked Andre but I can't remember what he was asking for but I was like I've never been in a situation where I couldn't understand so, and this is that's Savannah. Savannah has it's such a melting pot, you know, because it's a port city, and so there's so many different accents. But there's this. I I don't know if this was like one of these. Have you heard of the Gullah people? No. Okay, I don't know how true this is. I, I want to. Yeah, I want to hear whatever, regardless of what's on the internet or whatever, because this is or it's true. I want to hear what you have to say about the Gullah people. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you about the Gullah people right after the break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back. Hey, hey, hey. I want to introduce a new segment of the show. It's called <laughs> History with AD. It's where we learn anything about history from the mind of AD. Okay. Uh, we're going to kick it off today by learning about the Gullah people yeah. from the eastern seaboard of Savannah. So, the Gullah people are a uh, indigenous people to... Okay, they're definitely not indigenous. I ruined this already. <laughs> uh, listen. Okay, so what I know... Uh, also, can I just preface this by saying this is not the news? Like, we, I don't know anything about the Gullah people. <laughs> I, I, it's just, it's literally been hearsay from my childhood, and it only came up probably like four times when someone like was like, oh yeah, like the Gullah people. And, and I was like, wait, what? And then you're just kind of listening on the side. You're like, the Gullah people? Like, what are you talking about? Um, okay, so apparently there are people that live like deep in the woods of South Carolina. And they've been living there so long that they kind of have their own, uh, they have their own accent. Like, it, not their own, their own language. Like, it's a deep language. It's almost like maybe like the people in New Orleans. What do you call the, the French people that live in New Orleans? Uh, oh, the Creole? Exactly. But they call these people Gullah. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe they were slaves a long time ago, and then they just stayed in this like remote area, and so they just developed like a deep thing. You can tell I don't know a lot about this. The only um, things that I he's actually an expert on the Gullah. Yeah. People. The only thing that I've heard is that they eat. Uh, there's a certain t- part of the clay of the earth that they eat, and it's like chalk or something like that. And it's so they dig up the earth to the point where it gets clayy, but where they live, it's like this white sort of clay, and they eat this white clay or something, which sounds ridiculous now that I say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say that's not true. And then they also, they also, they live off of like selling oysters. So oysters is a really big market in Savannah. Like they make streets out of oyster shells. It's, you know, like I don't know if they still do it, but it's like an old kind of thing. And so uh, the Gullah people thrive off of selling like oysters, like they're fish people, and they, they thrive off of that. So they're fish people? Like they're half fish, part fish? They're half fish uh, as far as their diet is concerned. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so, uh, listen, that's all I know. I don't know anything about the Gullah people, except that I thought at this point that that was a Gullah person. Like I was like, oh, the guy who just came into Kmart and I didn't understand his accent. I was like, that's a Gullah dude. Like, that's why I didn't understand him. And let me say, I pride myself in being able to understand people, you know, but I didn't understand him. Like, I was just like, I don't know what he's saying. Like, uh, and that was, uh, that's it. That's actually an amazing story. I didn't know you worked at Kmart. Oh, bro. There's so many stories that. Could you share one more Kmart story? Uh, let's see. I mean, Let's talk, we can talk about the time. Okay, when I was at Kmart, I was very uh, nice. Like, uh, I was very naive. Mm, like very ex- innocent. Yeah, extremely so. Like, 
Like I'm still kind of naive, <laughs> but imagine me like in high school, yeah, you like know, sixteen year old AD. Yeah, just yeah. like, hey guys, how's it going? And so uh, I, I was getting the, the carts from outside, and uh, and out walks these. This is late at night, and out walks these ladies, and they have uh, a cart full of stuff, like playstations and just like a huge buggy full of just stuff, but no bags. But I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. So I was just like, hey, guys, uh, can I help you put that in your car? (laughs) 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 And they looked at me, and they uh, they were looking at me weird. And I was like, yeah, hey, guys, mind if I help you look, uh, you know, load that into your car? You know, because I was just like this nice dude, you know. And they were like, like, hey, man, back away slowly. Just go back inside. Just go back. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what? What's going on? Obviously, they were robbing the right. place. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm just asking them to load. I was like, "Can I help you load it in your car?" And they're like, uh, "No." And so I walked back inside, and like everyone who worked there was like standing at the front door, like watching them rob us. And but they they, they couldn't do anything, right? And uh, when they were like, "80, what happened?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I was like, "Because I still didn't know." I was like, "What? I don't understand." And I just walked back inside. And they were like, Eddie, were you just talking to them? I was like, yeah. I asked them if I could load it into the car. They're like, they're robbing us. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they look so nice. And uh, apparently the the guy who worked in our electric department, like electronics department, was like letting people leave with like bad checks through that department or something crazy. And so he got fired like the next day or something. Like they found out. And um, like he was giving them receipts for everything but then so they could get out the door really quickly but then the person was like something's wrong here and so he like went to jail because he'd been doing it for months wow Uh, but that was like the big the big one because they had a couple of buggies anyway uh random stories but i'm sure kmart will come up again what was your first job um my first job was at a printing shop i was a graphic designer at a printing company Lame. Yeah, it was pretty lame. Before that, though, I was a Manny. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's talk about you being a Manny. Okay. You want to talk about? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. When I said, what was your first job? You said a graphic designer at a printing company. Then you said, <laughs> before that. <laughs> well, wouldn't you, you mean like the first job, like the first thing I ever got paid for? Yeah, the first- like the first job. Okay. What's so confusing about this? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> okay, my first job, the first thing I got paid for that was be cutting grass for people. Uh, see, now we're getting some. Okay, now, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> wait. So you were a manny, like for friends? Um, there's this family in our church. They had two boys that are a bit older, not older. Like I was like probably like 16 or so, maybe 15, and they were like like 10. And so I would watch them. So basically, I'd go over and we'd like go watch movies or play games or they'd read books. These kids love to read, so they read books. Um, their uncle gave them a like an old like rowboat, and so a rowboat, like an old rowboat. Yeah, they lived on a lake. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that sounds way more interesting than the graphic designer thing. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, we really want to do. I'm like, why don't we like make the rowboat awesome? So we like went to the store, bought paint. And then, like painted the rowboat, painted it all. And then like the next day when it all dried, we like took it out to like a sandbar and like went swimming. That sounds. And I think about it, I'm like, I took, I'm not, I can swim okay, but I'm, I don't love water. Like I took kids that I was, I was responsible for into water on a boat. 
like, by myself. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but hey, you, you do a lot of the crazy stuff when you're uh, 14, 15 years old. I mean, that sounds really crazy. So it was, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. We went and saw Harry Potter. I remember my mom being mad at me that I went and saw Harry Potter. That is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because she was mad at me for like, one for me, for, she was mad at me for watching Harry Potter. Mad that I took children to see Harry Potter. Um, even though they, they like were huge fans of Harry Potter. So that was just really funny because I got in trouble with my mom for taking kids that I was responsible for to see a movie that they wanted to see. Hmm. Um, that is pretty funny. Huh? Is your mom still not into Harry Potter? Still not into Harry Potter. Still into Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't know if my mom is, but because it's funny, my mom's a librarian. She's a reader. Really? She loves reading. Really? Yeah. Uh, but she had, this is like one of the only things she ever said to me, like us as a, as, as a family. She's like, hey, uh, don't watch Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 like my mom's fairly liberal in her views. Like, you know, you date whoever you want to date, blah, blah, blah. Like, like it was just really cool. Like when I think about it, it's like, oh, my mom's really awesome. But one day she was, she was I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think something, a memo went out to the moms the Christian moms and it was like, listen, Harry Potter is the devil, you know? And some people got it. And some people are like, what? And my mom got that memo and she pulled this. She's like, whatever happens, guys, don't watch Harry Potter. It's the worst, you know? And I was like, uh, were you allowed to read the books? No, no, nothing. Harry Potter to this day. I have only seen one Harry Potter movie. I've only seen it. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen a couple. I started reading, I read the first book and I was going to read the, keep reading them up. But then I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, listen, I'm very much into... You love fantasy. Fantasy. It's like my... I'm reading yeah. a... I'm in the third series of uh, of this dragon chronicle. I mean, okay, the real... Okay, anyone who's not listening that does not know this, AD is, for all, by all accounts purposes, a total nerd. Oh, he's, yeah. He yeah. swing dances. Okay. He, he sure. reads books, fantasy novels, <laughs> in his spare time. <laughs> They're amazing. He plays video games. Yeah. I what mean, more proof do you need? Yeah, and I'm a wedding photographer. He's a, <laughs> That's a nerd thing, right? I don't know. Not uh, anymore. But they try people to make try to make it cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool now. Swing dancing is cool too. Uh, no, it's is not. It it's pretty. It's pretty nerdy. I mean, it is actually cool, but it's nerdy. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love fantasy books. We gotta talk about uh, photography. Oh but yeah. Now, I mean, we. I've just been when I've been editing, I listen to this these books on tape and and I'm listening to an alternative history book in which they used, they had dragons. And so, uh, like, like it's the Napoleonic Wars, right? With dragons. Yeah. Except it's everything that happened in the Napoleonic Wars, except they had a dragon core, like as opposed to an air force. And so, uh, the, the book follows sort of, uh, this guy like, uh, who, who rides dragons. He's in the, in the dragon core. And so they, they just kind of follow his his progression and like a lot of po- political stuff is going on. Does it sound crazy? It Why sounds are you, embarrassing. No, it's dang it. It's actually very fun. It's a very like it's Dragon Core. Yeah, I don't is know. They call like, it the Dragon oh, Core. I'm just wait, saying. Wait, wait. Is this is the name of the series? Is it called Dragon Tales? Shut up, dude. No, it's not called <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Tales. But if it was, I wouldn't care. That didn't sound bad. Dragon Tales. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's uh, I, it, the guy's name is Temerare. Uh I can't remember the name of the book for some reason. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll remember. But okay, later. My, my question. My, this is a legit question. I'm not making fun of it anymore. Um, 
Do you feel like the Napoleonic Wars would have ended the same way had there been dragons? I feel like you're joking with I'm me. I'm not joking. I'm being serious. No. I feel I, like dragons would have been a game changer. I don't like you right now. I'm being serious. This is a very... It, listen, man. In the book, all the dragons, every country breeds different dragons with different, with different abilities. All right? And so it is not... You can't just say if dragons are in, involved. Depends on who has what dragons. Okay. okay so, um, yeah, but okay, sure. That that that's obviously there's nuances to that. But I feel like if I feel like dragons would be a game changer in an, any kind of war. Yeah, but if everyone has dragons, then maybe it's the same. I don't know enough about like the ground assault in the Napoleonic Wars and the movement. And so dragons give you abil- give you the ability. Uh, to fly long distances, to do right. aerial assaults That's what I'm saying. Like over aerial, water. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so there's definitely a lot of like uh, movements happening. Like there, there were, Napoleon was moving uh, a, a great mass of troops uh, covertly. And this. There was a dragon just came up on them and raged fire upon them and then he just wiped them all out. Fire, bro. What are you, what are you talking about? What is this? Do, not, do dragons not breathe fire? Maybe low class dragons. Low class dragons. Yeah, this is this is serious. What, what, what do high class dragons do? Uh, we're not going to get into. You read the book, bro. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Wait, that's not the same. Don't take my word. <laughs> Don't for take it. my word for it. It's a it's a very fun book or series of book. Temeraire. Uh, any, anyway, Temeraire is the name of the dragon. Okay, okay, dude. Let's talk about photography okay. real quick. We were talking about. Uh, we were just talking about male uh sports being male led yep and so do you think somebody said this to me earlier this or maybe last week because i had put up i was going to challenge a few friends to oh, yeah. I, online I, yeah yeah so that and then uh somebody added me on instagram and they were like because i just put a couple of friends up there i was just like hey i want to challenge you know like uh Eric and Adam or something like that to a photo off or something. And it was just like, I was just bored and like silly joke thing. And someone, someone was like, Oh, only dudes, huh? And I was like, uh, what? Like, would you like to join? You know? And she's a friend. She was like, but she was being serious. I was like, uh, would you like to join? And she was like, maybe everyone you've picked is very talented, but I've just been thinking about how the industry is, only it, at the top is really male led or whatever. And I was like, Hmm, is that true? I don't know. First I was very defensive and I was like, that's, that's not true. Like there are definitely a lot of talented female photographers, but what are your, what are your first thoughts about that? Do you, yeah. Hmm, yeah. That is a great question. Um, I think there, are, there is a couple of nuances to these situations. Or, well, I think like it's first giving context. One, I think it's a couple of friends of mine, couple years ago they um i think what is when the broncos were in the super bowl they're designers they did this little thing where they were designing um beer cans based off of all the football teams that were left in like in this thing and so they basically had a, a competition and basically among like six different friends and they all designed like these beer cans but all the designers that they included were males but they're also friends um and someone got to it someone on, on twitter saw this and they were like really ripped them apart. Like, and they like, they had a big following. They like, and she was, it was, it was a woman and they brought it to like other people and they're like, Hey, this is like the whole problem of the design industry. It's all men. It's all male related. It's all. And, um, I think there's a duality to those things. So I, I'd like to unpack the problem. I think there's a couple different things. One is 
in, in, in this true, like design, design is for sure male led. But really, what, design the yeah. design industry, yeah. What aren't the big agencies like? Like, anyway, let's yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but what was while while that is true, and you acknowledge that, what makes it hard is saying like, does that mean that like six friends who are guys are no longer allowed to have a friendly competition among themselves? Where they're making something fun because they're guys, and that, or do they are they obligated to include women in this for the sake of progression? Saying we're going to make this like we're going to make a room at the table for everyone, but does that mean that like you can no longer do something amongst friends, or that do you, um, or is there a responsibility with being an influencer in in the industry, so to speak, where you need to be progressive for everyone else's sake? Um, and that was a, a question, and I think it ended up like kind of like this instance with this, these friends. I think really ended up like kind of disrupting the whole thing that they had planned and the thing they had done, which was kind of a bummer because it was really cool. So I think it was like it was really hard because I felt like I see both sides of it. I think it's really important that you make room at the table for people that don't have a voice. I think I see that especially with like women and minorities because I feel like that's I I know that that's the case for a lot of people. Right. However, that shouldn't mean that like people who are friends can no longer have the ability to to like do something amongst themselves as friends. Cause like you and Eric and Adam, they're your friends. So like, if you want to do a little like one off thing off Instagram stories, just as like for fun, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and I, I don't think I but, just, I don't think the girl was saying, was saying it was, a, she just was like, that's literally all she said. Only dudes, huh? You know? And then, so for her, the thing is this larger thing of the industry being male-led. But I hear what you're saying, like, hey, man, I, I need to make room at the table for everyone. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. But, but like, I mean, I guess it comes down to, like, at, at what level. So I, to answer that question, I, the, the answer that question, I do think the photo industry is male-led. Um, I think the people that we like put on pedestals and that we have at conferences and speakers and events like is, is primarily men. Um, when I think that the the larger body of photographers overall is primarily women, um, I think wedding photography is more female, a majority female than it is male. The wedding industry, wedding I think, industry. is well, more the wedding industry is I think yeah for sure majority female. Yeah, I think wedding photographers is, is probably still majority female, but I think that we the people that get the most attention are a lot of male photographers overall. Now, with that being said, I think like, I do think that, yeah, we have a responsibility to, I think, disrupt that, to talk about that, to challenge that, but also comes down to saying like, Hey, like how far does that responsibility bleed into our lives? Is it like only, is it every single thing that we do all the time? hundred percent has to be with that in mind. Or is there a point where you can like have a separation between like the sick and the profane or like the church and state or everyone decided where it's like, on stage, on speaking, on and things that are very public facing, you're like, yeah, like this are you know, we really do want to like fight for equality, right? And then when it comes down to more like personal life stuff, like now that you like obviously are chauvinist, but like that you say, yeah, like life just happens as it does at this level. Like my friends are male, and so I'm gonna hang out with my friends. Or yeah, you're just living okay. your life, right? At some exactly. Point, like, at that point, you're just living your life, like because I I don't have a ton of female friends. Like I have def of a lot of female friends are like in general like social acquaintances, etc. But I don't have like I don't really have any super super close female friends anymore like I, once I got married it's like my female friends kind of like I don't have as many because I don't like have a lot, a lot of females that like that I hang out with outside of work outside of like that's not work related it's not in my industry it's just like hey we're just grabbing grabbing drinks or coffee or whatever that right. is and so I feel like with something like this it's like if it is professional then that's one element to it but if it's personal that's a different element to it and then I so 
yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, it's funny because this is the argument that goes for race as well, right? right. Like, hey, you're not, you have to make room at the table for all races. It's the, you know, and people are like, well, there aren't African Americans or black, you know, aren't other races in my sphere of influence. And so I'm just living my life. Right. And so why are you trying to make me to force something that doesn't naturally exist? And so I do get that. Like I get that side of it because I was just living my life. I literally was just like, Hey, you guys want to do a little like who shot it better competition. That'd be fun. Right. But I, when I, what my first defensive thought was men and women shoot differently. And you know, that was my first like thought, which sometimes can be true in certain ways. Like, but what I what more what, that's a little far fetched. What I'm really saying is the three of us shoot in a certain way that right. I think we would compete well. Like right. it, we shoot us like I'm not gonna. I think there are plenty of amazing female photographers, but I'm not gonna go against Elizabeth Messina in like a who shot it better. I don't know. She doesn't post dance photos. You right. know what I mean? Like, and I don't know her, but she you know she's a portrait photographer and i feel like a lot of the females that i love and that are whose work i, I think is amazing they are very much portrait photographers right. they shoot for portraiture a little less about like like the art of things or you know not that the portrait can't be art i believe that it can be 100% but that was a so just, when, it's a different style overall in the day yeah it's a different it's a you know and so i can't do what they do as well as they do it and so when I think about the the ladies who are are leading the industry as far as the female photographers, which I think I actually think there are plenty of them. Maybe they don't speak at conferences as much, but I just think I'm in a certain side of the industry in which you know because remember we we're talking about African American photographers, yeah. and I was like, oh, I don't think we just we don't see those photographers because we're in a different side of the industry. Like we're in a natural light sort of edgy, you know you know, sort of, I don't know what the, you know, the other word is, but we're in a very specific side of the right. industry where we only see certain types of weddings. And that's what on Instagram, we see certain types of photographers. That's who we follow, you know, whereas African-American photographers, they have, you know, a whole side of their industry that we don't know about, you know, right. like we're just not in, in it, you know, you know, cause you see like a competition, you see some, like some wild photo of like, some other like you know we know about fearless or we know about green wedding shoes or something but when you see something like what is it like we rock photographers i'm like what the heck you know what that is yeah yeah i'm like who who are these people you know it's a totally different world of wedding photography out there like it's just of even wedding photography it's a different world and so i just assume that the ladies are doing really well in another realm like because you know here in colorado uh, they do this. Th- I think they do it everywhere. They call it Tuesdays Together. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. I think it's just a wedding or an industry type thing where the it's a kind of female oriented. I was at a thing the other day, an SEO talk, and one of the girls invited me to it because she helps run it here in Colorado. And she's like, "Hey, do you uh, you want to come to Tuesdays Together?" And I was like, mm isn't that a ladies thing? And she was like, well, yeah, but you can still come. And I was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to go, you know, like not that I don't want to go, but I was like, if it's for ladies, it's yeah. for ladies. You don't also don't want to be like the only guy that's there. Yeah. I was just like, eh, nah, I'm good. You know, like, I, and I was yeah. serious. I was like, I was honest. I was like, uh, 
why do your thing? I don't care. Like I, you know, I don't, you don't thank you for inviting me, but I don't want to be the only dude. Right. And Mm so, uh, I just feel like they go about the industry and it was funny because, well, as soon as I got there, one of the girls was like, are you a wedding photographer? And I was like, yeah, because it's a class for wedding photographer. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, huh, you don't really see a lot of male photographers. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? Well, we actually had that at our one of our gatherings we had together. It was like, yeah, like we never hang out with male photographers. These girls would say, like, if you're doing something co-ed, like, we never ever see male photographers. Right. I was like, what? Yeah. It was like, like a crazy thing. It was like, because I'm like, I know so many male photographers. I only, yeah, I only <laughs> really hang out with male photographers. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, maybe it's just a different world. It's yeah. just like, they're just doing their thing. I just don't know them. Like, and I want to know them. Like, right. like, like Caroline for me, we talked about her once. She's shooting in a, in like a, in a way that I understand, like it's relatable to me. I'm like, yeah, I like, I want to take those photos, you know, at, it's amazing. You know, and some of the other female photographers, are, they're out there, they're shooting these beautiful, like, things uh you know like i wouldn't even ever know to take that photo like i'm just like man that's so gorgeous but i can't do that like it's a different world for me mm-hmm. like and it doesn't really entice me the same way ah, i don't even know what i'm saying right now um but i mean do we have a responsibility for little things i mean that's that's where i guess is like it's like because i feel like that's an easy way to burn people out is like if your entire life is is you have to be the leader of everything at all times it doesn't allow you to actually i think do things that you on a level where it's personal where you can't let just like hang with your friends or hang with your homies anymore because you have to always be making room at the table and at some point like while i think that it, that it is important to to live a life that does that i also feel like you shouldn't be expected to that every single thing that you do at all times always forever is designed to um like or is be, just designed like sometimes I don't want to have to design every little, you right. know. Exactly, yeah. But also, I mean, I think that's. Like, <sighs> I, I think I, I don't. I think it's complicated. I think it's like I think there has to be a balance of both. Where, yeah, if that was if that was all you ever did all the time ever was just like you just make things for you and other photo dudes to hang out at, then that's one thing. But if I think it's like just knowing, like yeah, like I think yeah, I think there has to be a level of knowing that you know that you can't do that all the time. But you do make a huge effort. I think you, you do make an effort in in, yeah. in, in most things and overall. So I think it's like letting get floating yourself some grace. Like you know what, everyone have an opinion about what I do and don't do, and I have to like kind of be like you know what, like I don't agree with this opinion. Maybe what they're saying is true. Maybe it is a male dominated industry uh, or male led industry. But maybe that means that like, um, but that also isn't your sole responsibility to upend and fix. And I think you are already doing something to speak into that. So to me, that that means like yeah, like you know, I'm I am doing something. Maybe it's not as much as you might want it to be at all times, but like I do feel like that makes it not necessary that every single thing that's always done is, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. that's I guess where I'm currently sitting. Yeah, in. no, I I want to be like awake and cognizant and all that. I don't want to like ostracize any group of people. Right. You know, I I you know, and I I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like oh I. I don't think female photographers and I have things in common. We do. We're all doing this thing with this like apparatus and we're making photos with, with gear. Um, yeah, I, I love them all. And so it's not like, it's not any less, it's just very different. And so I, I don't know a lot of photographers who I'm like friends with that I shoot similar that are also women. And so that's, you know, maybe I need to like, 
you know, look a little deeper and like find, you know, I'm just not looking hard enough or whatever, you yeah. know, I don't know. Um, which I think is fair. I think it's fair, you know, especially if we're talking, if we, if our talk is about awareness and like inclusion and all that kind of stuff, then there is something to it. We probably need to like be open and just be like, okay, yeah, I get that. Like, you know, and I was open to her joining. I was like, uh, well, do you, do you want to join? And I don't think she wanted to join, but you know, I was open to it. I was like, yeah. oh, it's not, I'm not trying to be exclusive. I was just, I listed some friends, you know, mm-hmm. and who I think shoots anyway, whatever. Um, uh, good chat, man. I yeah. think that's good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, well, I want to highlight Elizabeth Messina. Cause I don't think we've, did we do her before? I don't think we ever done Messina. Gosh. Uh, she is actually probably one of the biggest influences uh, visually that I have for my portrait work besides uh, Rodney Smith, who I love. Uh, but she's uh, Elizabeth Messina is living. And I think a lot of people um, are, I think she's very often copied. She's like the, the uh, light and airy portrait lady yeah. who, who is doing it right. Like she is, it's just her work is stunning. Like you, you see it and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it's so simply correct. It's so, so there was a time where I was always looking for uh, like the fearless award or like, what's the next thing I want to win or whatever. And I would look at Messina's work and I was like, I, I want to just take, portraits of people in front of a wall i want to simplify it i want it to be simple and beautiful and just under not understated in in the sense that like i don't need my images to say i want them to sing and that's what i think elizabeth messina's images do is you look at one go to her website elizabethmessina.com or kiss the groom is her blog i think um if you go there, it's that's where you're like, oh wow! Like every photo is just simply stated, uh, you know. And so for her portrait work, it, I don't, you know, there's I don't know who who beats her. And I want to say she only shoots film as well. So yeah, for people she, who love yeah. the film look, she's she was she's the one. She's the one who did the thing. Yeah. She's you know who, as far as I know. I do feel like her portrait work is is always stood out as being some of the best that's been out there. Oh yeah, if you don't know it, you probably do know it. You just don't know that you know. You just didn't know. You don't know that you know her work, but you've seen her work somewhere. You just didn't, you know, out you there. Mean, yeah, you just know. He's same. like, oh, that's that's this person. It's like a song that you hear on the radio. That's just like classic, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was Queen because it happened to me. I didn't know Queen sang all of those songs. Elizabeth Messina is the queen of wedding photography. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's <laughs> check her out. Elizabeth Messina. She's on Instagram as Elizabeth Messina and Elizabeth Messina photography is a name of her business, but she does a lot of other stuff too. She's an educator. She writes, she has blogs. She, I think the art department is another big thing that she's a part of. Um, check her out. Um, everyone. Thanks for listening to the black light podcast. We will be coming at you again soon. I'm actually gonna be out of town for a little bit. How long are you out of town for, dude? Like two weeks. That's not that long. And then AD's going to be out of town for a minute. And so we might have to do some distance potting. Distance we'll potting. Blacklight Podcast will be back. And we'll be definitely regularly scheduled again come February. Um, but in the meantime, shoot us any messages, slide into our DMs, 
chat with us. Sounds about. dirty, bro. It sounds dirty. All right. Okay. Just Goodbye. hit us up and uh, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Peace.